spirit portals are open and a new world is dawning. A mysterious enemy has stolen Aang's staff and replaced it with a fake. Now four heroes must band to discover who is intent on stealing history's most important artifacts and perhaps something more sinister. It will take wit, strength, and determination to stop this threat and save history itself. Hello, hello. I am excited to be here. I hope you are too. It's Dustfire Media. We're back with another lovely episode. Will it be lovely? I don't know. I hope so. Um, among other things. Uh, we're back with another episode of Relics of the New Republic. And... I'm going to go to South Africa for the first time this week. Yeah. That's fun. Be so I was cool. telling Nikki before uh, we exited the the studio room that um, I'm going to see wild penguins on a beach for the first time. There's like a penguin beach and you can just go and walk around and chill with penguins. Ooh. So that's exciting. That's so cool. Yeah, which I could go there too. That's that sounds amazing. And this raises a question for me, one that's very important to how we deal with wild animals, but doesn't necessarily need to apply to that in your answer. What are your real life principles? Each of our playbooks have principles that are sort of intention and our characters are somewhere in between those two principles and i'm just curious in real life as you role play as human beings on planet earth surviving late stage capitalism in the year 2024 what what are your principles that you're pulled between uh i think mine are communism and survival <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that's where I'm at. That's a lovely answer. Thank you, Will. That's hard. I know one of mine is empathy. I just can't think of what the opposing one is. Oh, that's good. Empathy and frigid darkness. <laughs> I am not very good yeah. at being a frigid jerk. Who among so us no. have known Nikki to, to be on <laughs> that side jerk. of the principle, you know? <laughs> Perhaps all we need to make a t-shirt that says, hi, I'm with Frigid Jerk. <laughs> that does sound fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be that Nikki does have that principle, but that her balance has been shifted like plus two or plus three towards empathy this whole time that we've known her. Yeah. No, your um, center is now say... at like plus three empathy. <laughs> I was going to say empathy and um, just something about how sometimes I do find that I I want to focus on more people sometimes than I do. Like I'll, I talk about, I sometimes stop when I t realize I'm talking about myself too much. So whatever you would hmm. call that, like. Huh. Humility. <laughs> the way you said that made me, made me think that you're like doing a wordplay, Danny, but I can't tell. I'm not. I just said the word. Okay. 
very layered joke guys if you've listened to this backwards you're really gonna get it i promise yeah if you listen to it backwards <laughs> we're doing some crazy things man crazy crazy things crazy things i i think i i think mine are disparity and threats interesting disparity as in okay. like the difference between things oh it's up to interpretation desperation yeah des desperationarity <laughs> no desperationarity would be that's too much Ooh, okay <laughs> i think we've lost the original plot yeah, i think so <laughs> of the word <laughs> Yeah, see, there is a rabbit hole, and I just plunged all of us down there. Thank you, Alice. Yeah. So tell me about threat as a principle, Danny. You know, it's just I'm just always on the ed the edge of you know it's threatening people. You know, it's everywhere I go, I see someone I'm like I could I could threaten them right now, but I stop myself because I'm at center. But there's always that chance, Steve. If you would like more uh, conversations with Danny about his true inner workings, we are still excited to eventually come out with Danny on Danny, where Danny interviews himself. Yes. New Patreon yes. goal? We just get five more patrons. Maybe we can do some Danny on Danny. All I have to do is like make a recording of me talking to no one. And then inevitably, like a week later, I'll forget I recorded that. So then I can speak to that recording live, and it'll be it'll be a fresh a fresh conversation. Ooh. And guys, let me tell you, the hot topics on Danny on Danny really spicy this week. You are not going to want to miss these. Oh yeah, I do feel like this would be an out of body experience. So I personally would listen. Well, I um I think that for myself, and I mentioned this. Um, before we went live to my crew, just to sort of vibe check it. But I feel like um, my real life principles. Oh, I just lost them. They completely exited my brain. I have no principles anymore. I'm sorry to say I'm a rudderless ship in the sea cast about by waves of emotion. Didn't you say it was like anxiety <laughs> and ambition or something? Ambition was one of them and harmony was the other. That's right. Thank you, Will. Mm. This You're is welcome. why it's good to notes. not be alone in the void. We will not have a show called Steve on Steve. It's too dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's too dark. But yeah, I tend to so be plus anxiety. one harmony. And um, but sometimes I swing towards ambition for short bursts. Yeah, I would say anxiety is a condition that is plaguing a lot of us. Yeah, and it's oh so hard to clear, is it not? Yep, very hard. Mm, American healthcare. <laughs> is that how you clear it? Yeah, with medication, typically, oh, right? Okay. I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah, of... but American healthcare makes that harder. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> when I think about like that letting, I think it just perma increased the anxiety condition. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Thank you. I guess Gus really didn't want to reveal his principles. It could be that one of his principles is flightiness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and no. that it was a bit too high. <laughs> was that a burden, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> 
my principles turned into oh god oh god no one likes me i'm disappearing (laughs) (laughs) nakura said that your principles are fight and flight (laughs) we just saw flight kick in hard yes accurate accurate i love that oh god no one likes me (laughs) what is this there's that animated edgelordy quote where it's like Oh, I stared into the abyss and haven't blinked, but you stared and you blinked or something like that. That's my, those are my the staring in and blinking and staring in blinking and, not and not blinking. blinking. <laughs> exactly. Where? To blink or not to blink. Those are the principles. Those are the principles. To blink my or principles not to blink, are eyes open, blinking. eyes closed. It, my principles are, I'm just a little guy and I'm EP. I can't continue. Where, where are you on your balance track? In real life now, Gus. In real life yeah. now, oh, between burning everything down and creating my own brand new version of capitalism. I if think. you would like to join us in the wor- new world order, <laughs> 10 more patrons. <laughs> if, Come if on, we get- guys. Eight more patrons. We will open up a sub Patreon that's called Gus Gus's World Order, <laughs> where it's just me ordering. It's all the things that I order throughout the week, whether it's stuff or food. <laughs> it's just a live feed of your, your Amazon easy. purchases, <laughs> of my orders, Amazon purchases, food orders, whatever it is. You'll see it my is- unhealthy addiction to coffee. Be like, wow, oh. he really orders three shots of espresso every single day with a splash of almond milk. No wow. sweetener. What's wrong with that man? <laughs> to be fair, not much. To be fair, not yeah. much. That's pretty solid. Okay. I can say that. I agreed hard. Unblinkingly. Plus one, not blinking. <laughs> not blinking. <laughs> but no, the good news is I disappeared. I figured out why I couldn't hear any of you on our end. I had to listen to you on Twitch, so everything I was reacting to was delayed by three seconds. <laughs> oh no! Um, uh, but now I can hear all of you. Well, if we have thoroughly confused you about our Patreon goals, you're in great company with us. Uh, we will figure out and remember <laughs> what our next Patreon goal is as soon as Justin tells us in our private chat. Um, but let us forge ahead <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> and have some fun. Uh, oh, that's right. Thank you, Justin. The bi-weekly talk show hosted by Danny. So it's not Danny on Danny, but it's Danny on some of us. I, I want to make sure there's no further confusion. It's not called a bi-weekly talk show because I'm bisexual. It's called bi-weekly because it happens every other week. All Thank right? you, Danny. All of us were thinking that, so All I'm right. really glad you cleared that up. <laughs> yes. Just making sure. <laughs> I know that everyone had that in their minds. I am bisexual, but it happens every other week. So it's a bi-bi-weekly talk show. Maybe on the weeks where it's like another bi-cast member, it's called bi-weekly talk show. And then every other week it's called its regular name. (laughs) We really want to add another bi, so I can say bi-bi-bi talk show. No, we have, (laughs) this this show already has two bisexuals. It's too much. It's too much. We have a representation problem. (laughs) Apparently, the two by the two bisexuals make one whole sexual. Let us leave that question for the philosophers. No, that math doesn't matter. 
<laughs> two bisexuals <laughs> equals two quad. A singular quad. Last no, time that doesn't work on relics of the <laughs> New <laughs> Republic, <laughs> we saw Akifumi Yako, and we watched her come under the influence of a mysterious substance placed on a little rolled-up scroll from none other than Woshi Ikeru, the disgraced billionaire who lost his anonymity and to some extent his standing in the bookkeepers, the librarian's circle of underground relic lovers, among other things. He's had to pay the three prices. I don't know that we've specified what those are on air, um, but Woshi definitely seemed to be furious with you all. But rather than following the librarian's instructions to eliminate loose ends completely, he told Fumi and the rest of you, except for Jingmin, who's not with us at the moment, um, that you can repay your debt to him through various tasks. Um, though he said that nothing would be too crazy uh, to begin with, we were quickly shown that that is not the case. As he whispered to Fumi in order to... I'm thinking of executing Order 66. Um, uh, he whispered <laughs> in order to have you kill none other than Zephyr Skydancer, your most beloved hero uh, in the airbending world. Isn't that right, Nikki? <laughs> what the heck? Sorry, right, right, right. No, you're not one of the rating fans. But man, those books are good. So, so good. Taking flight is my personal favorite. <laughs> and what else happened? Jingmin, um, I think you've been doing some training. Kamadi may or may not have asked you to do an important task as well. Any uh, recollection of that? Um, yeah, I think, I think Jingmin was trying to train. She was trying to, as much as she can, get in a mindset where she can accept some form of training from Kamadi. Yes, and just when things were getting easy, you were asked to find your grandfather, mm -hmm. who you have told Kumadi is working with the Red Lotus. And so you need to extract information as to what he is up to in this traveling circus that has come to Republic City. And you will yep, extract that arc. information by any means necessary, to use Jingmin's own words. Yeah, I think I think I had said, um, uh, I'll do whatever it takes if it means riddling riddling the world with bodies covered in my arrows like a field of long grass. I think I said something like that. Well, you certainly should have. <laughs> I think I said something along those lines. Uh, well, Jingmen did. I would never say that. <laughs> it's close enough to the truth. <laughs> the other important piece of info is that uh, Woshi gave you another scroll, one which did not have drugs on it, and which had the details of yet another dangerous task. Um, you've woken up the next morning and you know that tonight you have to carry this order out or there will be dire consequences. Indeed, you have already neglected to kill Zephyr Skydancer on the night that you were supposed to, last night. 
And the instructions on this little scroll you know, give you a location, an access point to a secret tunnel or series of tunnels that run under Republic City. And your mission from Woshikeru is to make sure that a deal between his people and some other people does not go sideways. I believe those are the highlights. Yeah. Well, let us jump in. I think the camera opens on a modest restaurant in Republic City, a newly opened Dumpy's. The sign outside is slightly lopsided. Um, this place does not look like it received top-notch venture capital funding to get started again. But you were looking for food, and after all that you've thought about this place, you couldn't resist going in, Amook, and seeing what's up. Just going in with disdain of, like, this wasn't mine. Who? Who did this? Ready to judge their <laughs> soup dumpling. Amook, Fumi, and Lun and Cloth, you walk in to this place. It's not very clean. It's not necessarily hideously dirty. Um, after brushing off a few crumbs, you can sit down in one of the booths. Why are there crumbs when there's nothing crummy here to eat? Perhaps they're crumbs from the previous restaurant that once held this place. Who knows? But you do smell steamed dumplings. And you see a bunch of steam wafting from the kitchen. And someone comes out in a modest emerald robe and says, Welcome to Dumpy's. What can I get you? Oh, I almost forgot. And then this fellow goes and puts a grand opening sign, which is just the word words grand opening written on a piece of paper oh. and tapes it in the window. <laughs> That's sweet. No. <laughs> uh, no, as in you won't be ordering? You can sit no, there. No, sorry. Well. No, as in, in what what kind of sign is this? A sign from the spirit realm. He wiggles his fingers in the oh. air as if to conjure a sort of spell over you. No, I'm a I'm a fan of that. Yeah. So so no soup dumplings. Just just here for a chat, or I'll order, I'll take. Amuk is just so like angry <laughs> just just upset like how how did someone do this he's like okay give me six soup dumplings three green scallion pancakes four barbecue pork dumplings and two turnip and radish cakes Is that to start for all of us or just you no that's for all of us <laughs> okay but i might not eat any of it because if it's not good I couldn't. I need a full spread to judge this place because if they stole my recipes, then we're in real trouble. I promise I didn't How steal anything, but I will try to remember everything you said. And then he goes back into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that is Gus's mine real order when I get them some. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, Easter egg. <laughs> you have a moment alone. Do you say I, anything? I, I, 
we need to figure out what to do about the whole Woshi Akiru thing. Yeah, those drugs. And your parents. Oh, the drugs. Well, yeah, we have to stop the drug deal, but... Just discussing all this like in like a, like the equivalent of an Applebee's in Republic City. <laughs> um, just getting dollaritas the whole time, right? <laughs> I'm gonna. Tell me, I don't think we should stop it. Why not? We can't let more people be hurt by that. Yeah. So we either let those people get kind of happy and suggestible or we let us get murdered. Which that's why we that's why we need to talk about your parents so we can save them. That's not an option. We have to make sure we sell the drugs. Order up. Why is it not an option? <laughs> oh god, he's fast. I think this is everything. Amook Everything is laid out as specified. And it looks surprisingly good for how everything else looks. It seems that the food is the one thing that this gentleman is getting right. He stands after he puts it in front of you and his eye just twitches for a bit as like a, 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 an anticipative deranged expression of glee takes hold on his face. Well? Alright. Go on, then. I'm gonna take a bite out of the soup dumplings. Steve, what do I... How is it? It's quite good. Should I roll tastiness? <laughs> <laughs> it is quite good. It is It is not all that it could be, in your opinion. Is it everything that that you hoped... It could be better, but it's not my soup dumpling recipe, so that's good. Could be better? Why did you call this place Dumpy? Why? Why? To resurrect Dumpies, of course. Everyone everyone told me I was crazy, but I knew that Dumpies would come again because I, I wanted to bring it back single-handedly. Of course, I couldn't scrape up the capital, so... Well, as you can see, the sign was not great, and neither is the the sign I just put in the door, but this is as close as I can get to what I remember Dumby's being when I was a little younger and ate some myself. We'll get there. That's You'll get why there. Your food tastes like a hollow hollow memory. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> oh The mook just goes back to eating a couple things, taking a bite of two of everything else. Well, I suppose I could rename the place Hollow Memories if all else fails. That's a start. Could you bring us some jasmine tea? We're trying to have a conversation. Please. Oh, of course. Uh, leave us a nice review. By us, I mean me. We will. <laughs> he heads back to, to grab some tea for you. <laughs> Quickly sets it out in front of you and then uh, vanishes to the kitchen again. Oh my god. Are you okay? No. I can tell. I'm trying to not let it out on anyone else right now, but we really need to figure out our next move and get Jenkman back. Yeah. 
you do need to talk, though, you can. He just aggressively eats a green scallion pancake. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. So, well. do you have thoughts on drugs? Or... Love them. Do all the drugs. Do drugs and crime, that's what I always say. I don't know if that's... Sorry, I meant about the deal tonight. <laughs> yeah, the, the bushy drugs. We're just gonna call them the cabbage drugs. The cabbage... I think the cabbage... The cabbage powder? I think that's Yeah, the cabbage it. powder. That's an idea. Cabbage powder, okay. Cabbage kush. Alright, I'm, I'm muting myself again. That's that's the all the input I had. <clears throat> Where did that voice come from? Jin Man? Jin Man? Are you, are you here? The CC. You also remember. Fumi wanted to straight. You also remember, Fumi, that um, Zephyr Skydancer had scheduled an interview with you all later this morning. Oh. And. Um, and so you definitely are expected. You're on his schedule for the day. And you now have more cred than you anticipated by the time this appointment rolled around. So you will have yet another opportunity to see him at the very least, if you decide to show. Um, I still think we need to figure out how to start up, stop the cabbage powder, but we have that interview later too with Zephyr. We're not stopping it. Why not? Because things are going to get a lot worse for all of us if we do. But things will get a lot worse for the people here if we don't. Okay. We... We could do something in between both of those things. It just would be a little risky. What is it? You don't want those people to get hurt because of the cabbage kush. I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, you fizzle for a butt. But you, Lynn, don't want us to intervene because otherwise we're going to get hurt. I think the answer we need is we might have to just steal the cabbage powder. We can still workshop the name. Um, then no one gets their hands on it. No one gets hurt. And we're not to blame as long as they don't know it wasn't us. That's a good idea. We can blame it on Shadow Paul if we do it right. Oh, I like that. Um, um, I still, we just need to be able to like do the paw print. And we yeah. can paint. And we just have to make sure they can't tell it's us. And we cut. <laughs> Above table, we're killing Steve. We're killing Steve right now. Oh, this is so delightful. You know, when your players pull something like that out of nowhere, and you're like, this is brilliant. Disrupt the universe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we cut to Jing Min. Jingmin, the camera just zooms in on you as you've been left to contemplate who it is that you will choose to accompany you on the mission that Kamadi's entrusted you with. 
you can choose anyone except for Kumati herself. Vendors huh. of all stripes so are, we... are at your disposal, non-vendors as well with different capabilities. And Kumari has given you time to so, think about this because your mission is to be carried out this evening. So we see Jingmin in her room, um, <laughs> stringing her bow for the three millionth time, um, making sure all her broadheads are nice and sharp and that they can pierce the flesh of any foe that comes in her way. Um, <laughs> and she's thinking. Um, at, at one point, we see her, um, you know, maybe doing push-ups, um, pull-ups. She's practicing her arm strength. That's how she's able to pull back on her bow so easily. She's a little girl, but, you know, if she flexes, she has unnaturally bulky arms. But, and she looks at that. She sees that. She's like, muscles. Like, and Perla. And though, so then she starts running to find where Donna and Perla are. Donna and Perla are playing a pie show in another room in the underground facility. They've got candles lit, clearly scented, kettle of tea on. You are stepping into a very relaxing space. She barges in the door. What are you guys up to? Hey, raccoon. Says Perla. Yeah. Hey. Says Donna. So, Jingmin starts with her arms crossed, walking around them as she speaks. So, Kamadi gave me uh, the choice to basically bring anyone along this, um, you know, this little, little, little venture. I'm supposed to go on, you know, find and murder my grandfather. I think she said murder him. I really forgot what she said. I'm pretty sure I have to murder him, but we'll get to that later. Um, and I'm thinking, you're a couple of big gals, huh? I was losing anyway, says Donna, and she just flips the pie show board. <laughs> hey. <laughs> mm, fine. So, so uh, what, do you, what do you guys think about coming come with me? If Kumari says you can choose, you can choose. What do you want us to do? I like that. Thinking ahead. That's that's good on you. Let's let's walk and talk. Sounds good. Where do you walk, Jingmin? Alright, just as a refresher, yeah, Steve. Yeah. Besides Kumari saying I want you to find your grandfather. Mm -hmm. Did she give any kind of information on like where he is, what, what he's doing? You know that he's at the star sign. He's at the circus. So where the the traveling circus is currently set okay, up in the city, yeah. he is there. Uh, that's what the intelligence says. Um, you know, you know that they confirmed um, this family name and had that name among others for people who are potentially involved with Red Lotus. You essentially indirectly confirmed that, and then he was spotted um, periodically interfacing mm. with folks at the circus. And so, you're you're sent to figure mm. out what is going on, what he knows. Okay, so yeah, some so more or less question him. Yeah, yeah. more or less. 
All right. Could be much more, depending on okay. what Kingman does. <laughs> yeah. So I think Jingmen, when she said walk and talk, I think she'll start walking towards the circus. Hey, that's great. Yeah. Mm. And she'll she'll say, So, uh, Alright, here's the plan. I'll... We're looking for my grandfather, right? You paying attention, Perla? You paying oh, attention? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perla puts away oh. some candies and gum. So, just you know, give you a descriptor. He's an old man with legs and hands, alright? Just be on the lookout for that. Um, Got it. Yeah. Beard. I think... Top knot. Threads. He's got a beard. He's got. He does have one of those fire bendy top knots. Um, I think until I give you guys the signal, you just you watch over me like, like invisible wolf bats. Yeah, just waiting on that signal to pounce. Yeah. Donna and Perla look at each other for a moment of hesitation, and then nod. Okay. All right, so once we get to the circus, follow me. We're already following you. Close, but not, but not too close. Okay. So like a little bit farther than, so like run ahead a little bit, a little bit farther than this. Make sure there's like people between us. I don't know. I've never been to a circus, so I don't really know how these things are supposed to look like. Is it like... Like a show? Games, tents, noise, animals. Tents, noise. Noise is good because then you can't hear screams. Okay, kiddo. Okay. And they follow you further into the city <laughs> towards the circus. Uh, Jing Min, is there anything else? And it's okay if you think of this later, depending on the timeline, how it unfolds. Is there anything else that that you decide to do on your way over to the circus? Any preparations? She's um, I think on the way she'll make. She also probably did this beforehand too, but she'll make sure she has more bolas arrows made. Ah, uh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. She is, Steve, just to make it clear, she is winging it. <laughs> oh, totally. I was reading the vibe. <laughs> okay, good. Good. I get the sense cool. Donna and Perla are reading the vibe, she's, too. She's fully winging it. <laughs> They've had less to go on in previous missions, you know? It's part of life. Yeah, yeah. I Protect the raccoon. They seem capable. <laughs> and we cut back Raccoon protection program yeah that's right the gentleman <laughs> protection program great yes. great people for this you couldn't ask for better um Amuk, Lin, and Fumi what are you doing now you finished your meal um hopefully you've paid yeah and yeah. we've tapped. And we've tapped. A mook left a 40% tip with a very strongly worded note that just said, 
do better. That's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> you can't lose so much money. <laughs> he's Ben's hurt, just happy we're appreciating service workers. Still doing the right thing. No. Have a good day now. He scoops up all the dishes. <laughs> Before we leave out, he just wants a move. I looks over at the the guy running the restaurant i guess he's the only one in here right yeah, like he's just him cooking everything <laughs> like hey yes you need to slice the ginger thinner and boil the stock a little longer add a little bit more pork fat so when it congeals it's more soupy and you get the better taste and it's not as hollow not as hollow that's brilliant a very generous turn of events, Amook. Amook is angry at the world and he feels taking it out of man. That's understandable. <laughs> well, do you go to the interview with Zephyr Skydancer? Or do you have any other affairs? I think so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ooh, I think rather than going back to the pro bending arena, Zephyr would try to take most of his appointments at his estate. Oh, could be a real <laughs> eat the rich moment here, huh? <laughs> yeah. We also need to figure out what information we need to get out of him, and if we should let him know that um, Wokchi Akari was trying to kill him. Do we tell him that? I feel like he probably needs to know. Do we make your new boss who's giving you the cool opportunity to pro-bend mad at you? Um, or, I don't know, do we make our lives harder with a man who can kill us, knows we live, and wants us dead, and wants my mom and dad dead? Or do we just kind of like vibe it out? As you ask that series of very intelligent questions, Lynn, um, two cars pull up um, where, alongside where you as you walk through the city uh, towards Zephyr's estate. And um, Pumi, you see a window roll down on the front car and uh, a very just tough-looking lady looks at you with severe expression and gestures for you to come towards the window. A word from Woshi. She puts Who out a you? cigarette on her own skin for no oh, reason. <laughs> Ross knows you didn't do the deed last night. Get it taken care of. Or there will be hell to pay. I'm not going to kill anyone. You're crazy. Well. And she pulls out a little scroll and looks at it and says, I think someone named Akihisa may change your mind. And then the car pulls away. Fumi just like tries Ooh. sending a blast of wind at the car. <laughs> Fumi, what are you intending to accomplish? She doesn't even know. She just that just made her mad. Okay. okay. Yeah. 
huh. It's interesting when you don't have a clear aim to figure out what to do. So <laughs> tired. She was just mustering as much energy, just like, oh, how dare you mention her? Yeah. I think that as the car begins to pull away, you just send out this impulsive blast of air and it just shatters the windows on the left side of the car. <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. And you just see, because the, the, the car, the windows were, you know, hard to see through before. You just see this crew in the car just totally bewildered. And the lady looks at you again, you know, stops the car for a second and just says, you're a frigid jerk. And then pulls away. <laughs> Fine. I, I'll, I'm a frigid jerk if you want me to be, but leave my sister alone. Yeah. So you have your threats, you have your instructions, Fumi. Your sister, I believe your twin sister, is that right? Has yep. been named by one of the henchwomen of Woshiakeru. Hi. You proceed to the estate. You come up on gates that are decorated with wings. And there is an intercom. Oh. The little button. I love electricity. Who presses it? Or does anyone do anything else? Maybe just standing in the back, like still like not now she's not even sure about this meeting. And still miffed. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh Fumi, do you want to press the button? I feel like it makes the most sense. Like uh, Except you no, don't, sorry, like... you don't have to. I can do it. I just think because he's your boss. Punches the button. Do you punch, punch the button, Amuk? Punch, punch oh. the button. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Amuk, you have very clearly damaged the, uh, the, the, the system, but you do hear a voice come through. It's a little crackly at first. Who is it? Hello? Hi, it's, uh... Akifumi and friends? Uh, let's see. Akifumi. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, interview thing? Journalist or something? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Come on in. It sounds like you're, you're breaking up on that side a little bit. Uh, we'll have a look at the intercom. Oh. It's all right. Yeah. Some rock hit it. Really weird. Strange. Must be those kids again. Ugh. Oh, come on in. And the gate opens. <laughs> Lynn's going to poop a really big rock to, like, the base of the intercom system. <laughs> I won't make you roll for that little act of deception. I love it. Um, <laughs> the um, As the gate opens, I mean, you just see unquestionably that this is a lavish living space. Um, everything is immaculate. Pristine materials uh, were used to construct this place. You walk through gardens with 
exotic birds. Uh, and uh, you finally arrive at this almost villa-style uh, exterior where Zephyr Skydancer has his hands folded and he's just sitting meditatively on a mat. His assistant is next to him and says, they're here, sir. And then steps away. There is um, a radio kind of recording equipment. Um, and there's uh, the assistant has, you know, gestured for you to step in. It also seems at the ready to take notes. Why are they here? Zephyr continues to feign meditation, but peeks at you and then closes his eye for me. <laughs> you don't even... That's not real meditation. What are you doing? <clears throat> I am using a new technique. But I can understand that you would not be aware of it yet, young one. You know, you don't earn these tattoos easily. You haven't even earned them. What? Is this... Fumi? Is this a taste of how my interview is going to go? I thought we were on the same team. Ugh, sorry. Sorry. I'm... I'm... I gave you a signed copy of Sorry, my new book. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We've had a really long day. We watched some kids throw some rock at your intercom system. I think they were aiming for us. So we're just a little shaken up. They now. hit the intercom system. Oh, that's infuriating. I am very concerned. Yeah. About that intercom yeah. system. Yeah. Me too. Oh, well. Money can fix most things, right? Yep. Yep. Well, kids, have a seat. Uh, I'm sure you must be eager to ask questions. Um, you can use some of the usuals, but pepper in at least something uh, creative here and there to keep it fresh for me, will you? And Amuk, I, uh, I, I just, I just want to highlight this just in case for freshness sake, because I know I, I mentioned it to the players because it's been a while. The initial reason why y'all seemed to seek out Zephyr Skydancer at the Pro Bending Arena was because his name is on the list of names that you collected uh, from the relic showing in the Librarian Circle that night. And so you know that Zephyr was there. Um, so he is one of, I believe, five of your possible leads on learning more about the librarian and possibly other things that this group is connected to. But what you do with that is up to you. You could just have a lovely, <laughs> normal interview and stay in Zephyr's good graces. It's totally your call. Luke's going to look around and peruse, try to find something oh okay so you're stepping away from the group and letting them kind of do the interview the separately letting them interview and then you know if i get caught i'm like oh i'm just looking, looking for the bathroom or the kitchen whatever seems more <laughs> believable in the moment oh you're just going for a walk eh well enjoy uh enjoy the estate the gardens are lovely it's your manager right you're all well i mean you're 
Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of your manager now, but I, I'm okay with sharing in some capacity. I'm sure you have other things to do. Yeah, like how you do other things. Um, That's a great segue. You're yeah, a good interviewer. About... <laughs> yeah, um, thanks, I guess. Tell us about your latest book. Well, it's, it's lovely that you asked that, Fumi. Uh, Zephyr starts to tell you a bunch of things about his book that make it sound like every other book he's written. Uh, he touches briefly on the themes of his own greatness, the importance of attaining enlightenment, mm -hmm. and the great sacrifices mm -hmm. that it takes to get there. His gratitude yeah. to the people of Republic City and the Four Nations is also a, a theme. That's inspiring. I mean, speaking about like the history of the Four Nations, have you seen about those relics that have gone missing lately it's been in the news everywhere terrible terrible business and i did make a point to let those folks know i'd face them one-on-one -on -one after they took appa's saddle dastardly deed and that is so brave i know and i mean i can't yeah. Sokka's boomerang and that guy in the mask with the lightning it was it's all so crazy isn't it it is a time for courage i I'm sorry, the, the mask, I, I don't follow. Li lightning? You, you oh. like masks, right? You said that earlier. Did I now? I I suppose I did say a lot. Oh, boy. It's possible that I... What are you trying to accomplish here, Fumi? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make him slip up. <laughs> yeah, I think... Yeah, Lynn, anything... Nick and I are on the exact same page right now. We are trying to gaslight gatekeep information out of this man. <laughs> Sounds like it might be a I trick. I think it is. I think it is. Um, Lynn, I think you were the first one to take us down this trick road by sneaking in this information. Um, let's have okay. you roll trick. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a nine. Okay. And technically, I am helping already. Yeah, I mean, we would have to use the help feature if you want to get it to a 10 plus, um, which is totally possible. Let's see. I just haven't looked at yeah. trick in a while. When you trick an NPC, roll with creativity, which I believe is your strong suit, Lynn. Mm -hmm. On a hit, they fall for it and do what you want for the moment. Now, if it's a 10+, plus, you pick two of these following options. Otherwise, just pick one. <clears throat> they stumble, take plus one forward to acting against them. They act foolishly. The GM tells you what additional opportunity they give you. They overcommit. They are deceived for some time. Fumi, do you want to mark a fatigue to use that help and bump it up to 10? Yeah, okay. I do. Very good. And you've already told us how you help, so I'm satisfied with that. Um, mark that fatigue. And um, Lynn, what would you like to choose for your two options? I think we're going to take, they stumble. We're going to take one forward to acting against them. So for the rest of this mm -hmm. conversation, every time we pull a move like this, we'll get plus one. And I want him to act foolishly. Okay. I have to give you an additional opportunity. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, 
Uh, well, I, I suppose that I, I like masks, among other things. I do uh, collect quite a lot. Um, I, I collect masks. Um, I don't know if I said that earlier uh, to pique your interest on this. Uh, but I also I collect relics, so that, that's partly why I have such a keen interest uh, in these relics and uh, occasionally attend, um, you know, uh, let's say uh, quite secretive gatherings about uh, acquiring relics. So that's now, really it interesting. It's to... not a clue about the lightning, I gotta yeah, say. When, but... when, when it comes to getting all your books out there, I'm sure you know a lot of librarians. Is there anyone you can tell us about in particular? Wow. <laughs> oh, that's going to use your plus one forward for sure. I'd love to see a separate <laughs> trick for this from you, Fumi. You get to take that plus oh gosh. one. Okay. Ooh, I got a nine, um, but I have a minus one plus that plus one. So it just comes back to nine. It's... I will also okay. help with that. Happily. Yeah. So mark that fatigue and how do you help, Lynn? What do you do? I was gonna follow up and say, Yeah, it is just such a big city, and there's so many librarians with such specific knowledge on the history of the four nations, and it really just your book is so timely in that sense. Let's let's say that gets it up to a ten. Um, what are your two choices? Fumi. Um, I mean, we'll get. I guess they're still acting foolishly, so I'll take the overcommit and the stumble again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I do know some uh, librarians. I mean, I know a lot of people, right? So no matter what type of person you name, I probably know a lot of them personally. Um, do some favors here and there, some charity work. Uh, got to do that mm -hmm. um and uh you know i uh one notable librarian uh is particularly an expert on these relics and so as soon as Appa's saddle went missing i tried to reach out to them and and get a sense of uh, what they thought might have happened and you know a lot of people don't know the things i know and this is what makes me um, better positioned to do something good for the city and for the people of Republic City. Uh, but, um, you yeah. know, I I reached out to my contacts and I'll, I've got some leads on how to find um, some of these missing relics. And so I promise to you that uh, they will be returned uh, soon enough. All you got to do is contact the right people in the right way. And frankly, uh, I know a thing or two about how to contact Shadowpaw. Shadowpaw? The one and only. Wait, that's incredible. Not to get too personal for a second here, but, you know, hearing about her deeds is frankly inspiring, as bad as that might sound, right? But the ability to sneak through shadows and go unnoticed is brilliant. How do you how do you know her? It is it is brilliant, um, but, you know, nothing I can't keep up with. Uh, so I've had a run in once yeah. or twice with that uh, wonderful thief. And I agree. I'm impressed by the craft, even though I must say publicly that I disagree on the record uh, with stealing. Yep. 
uh, and with just stealing for whoever hires you. That's probably not good. Yeah. I much prefer indirect forms of stealing. Inter- Wait. I f- we should touch on that later. That feels more like a class Never consciousness For the first time, thing. blushes just a little bit <laughs> and seems to question <laughs> what's just come out of his mouth. Um, Maybe scratch that. <laughs> he gestures to the assistant. Oh, so yeah. We won't so talk about that one. Yeah. So, I mean, as an airbender on your team now and a book enthusiast, I would love to have a chance to also meet this librarian ah uh, uh uh let me let me let me make sure that i'm being truthful to the trick benefits and the resolution of them <laughs> i i still think this is a push your luck it's a difficult ask um but i will give you the plus one plus one from the previous trick okay T. Oh, gosh. Um, oh. Oh, no. So that, I rolled a natural two. I have a plus two to passion, so that's four there. Plus one there is five. Okay. Okay. Oh, five. So if I help four times. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you no. could help once. But that would put it to a six, but you would need another person to help it into a weak hit or a seven. And Let's cut to a mook before we resolve this. <laughs> mook, what are you looking for around Sky Dancer's estate? I definitely want to go through his like study and just check for, you know, secret compartments under his desk. Oh, there's a, a locked drawer that with a false bottom, maybe. I like where your head is at. Um, you're walking through the grounds, the exterior around this villa area. You see a few entrances, but Zephyr is no dummy, at least in the sense of deciding to hire security or not. And so these entrances each have someone standing, well-dressed. It's hard to tell looking at them whether they're a butler, a merc, or both. They're very well built, but they're also very well groomed. I'm curious what you think uh, would help you to get closer to the areas you want to search. I'm going to start a grease fire in the kitchen. <laughs> okay, I did not expect that, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> So you do have to get into the building first. So yeah, let's see. Let's see your conversation or whatever else yeah. you do. Are we not in the building? So so the villa no. has a bunch of, you know, um, essentially outdoor areas that just have like a, an overhang and pillars. So it's like you're walking mm-hmm. the exterior of this building along the edge of the garden where it meets um, this walkway that wraps around the, the estate. And so, yeah, you do have to get into one of these entrances. Um, they're standing at the door politely. What do you do? Just walk up and and just say, hey, um, Zephyr was requesting I bring him a pitcher of his cucumber dragonberry water. Do you know what he's talking about, where I could find that? He asked you that. Oh, 
Oh dear. And then this, uh, I, I want to, yeah, I just want to give you this because I think it's hilariously fun. Um, <laughs> they, uh, this attendant, they just turn around and, and like run right into the building, uh, leaving you an opening to enter. <laughs> just stroll in, try to be as careful as possible to look around and just try to find a study. Yeah, the way is clear. Um, yeah, let's save an, on assess the situation because you're just finding a room. Um, you hear mm -hmm. the attendant, they are, you know, scuffling about the kitchen, um, filling this pitcher of water. And uh, you, you navigate a series of hallways with just lovely paintings, all of Zephyr Skydancer. Oh. Guys, if I could be mad for a second. What are some of the... <laughs> Go ahead. I think that it, the morally correct thing to do here is to kill him. Regardless of plot, <laughs> I think that is the morally correct thing to do. Oh my oh, well, It depends gosh. on the next part. I was going to ask, what does the poses of the portraits of Zephyr look like, Steve? Sure. <laughs> One of them is Zephyr in a Captain Morgan pose uh, with his, his foot... Um, his lifted leg, the foot, is on top of uh, what seems to be a defeated dragon. Oh, yeah. Um, another one is him uh, just riding a flying bison and giving the peace sign. Yep. And yet another one is just him with President Moon smiling magnanimously. How does Moon look? Um, a little peeved. Mm, yeah. I think that was captured in the in the painting. That's yeah. Shout out to the artist for that one. <laughs> hey, accuracy. <laughs> you pass by these paintings, Amuk, and you see a uh, yeah, just a lovely glass ornate door to the study. It is unlocked. The study itself uh, does not look like it has been used very much. Um, it's not like there's papers out, books out. It's mostly just another showpiece or decoration that adds to the estate, it seems. But it does have uh, a large desk um, and a couple copies of Zephyr's books on it. Um, before going up to the desk, I want to put uh, like some pretty chunky ice crystals on the floor. So if anybody walks in, I can hear it crunch. Okay. Very sly. And then I want to go investigate his desk and see if we if I can find anything in there. Roll assess the situation for me. <laughs> ah. And while we wait on the result, let us break for an ad. Oh my god, what fake ad are we doing this time, guys? <laughs> Do you want to do one? Dumpies. Wait, didn't we get a... Yeah, we, we have got to a do a fake ad. I got my result in. already, but I want to do a fake ad first. Okay. What did you ask, Will? We got a Rainforest Roots suggestion. I'm looking for Alyssa's message in the Discord. Oh, oh that's so yeah, true. Yeah, Alyssa says, chugga chugga choo choo, choose Rainforest Roots. Oh my Good one. god. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's a good throwback. How many chuggas before the choo-choo? The world may never know. I don't want to get into this. I know. <laughs> well, maybe maybe an ad for Dumpy's next time. And we're back. Gus, what do we have? Uh, for assess the situation, the I roll with. I always forget this one. Creativity. Creativity. Okay, cool. I get no bonus on this, but. Is a six and a five. Eleven. Very nice. Well, on a ten plus, you can ask two questions. Uh, what here can I use to blank? Who or what is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my best way out, in, or through? Who or what is in the greatest danger? Um, what is... What should I be on the lookout for? Thank you for that, Steve. Sure. Yeah, I'll give you this answer, and then you can decide what your next question is. Hmm. It's so interesting to try to think about answering this question through epiphany versus through, like, the search itself. Mm -hmm. um, so I think what I'll do is the search itself. Um, one breadcrumb perhaps leading to others. Mm -hmm. Um. So you are rummaging through this desk um, and just find uh, letters, fan mail uh, for Zephyr. It's a lot of gooey, over-the-top, worshipful, gross nonsense. Um, but under it all, you find an innocuous-looking scroll it's already been opened, and then it seems, uh, you know, hastily was uh, crumpled up and then thrown kind of into the back recesses of the desk, perhaps in anger. And when you open it, you see a list of ingredients, almost like for a recipe or something. And so what should you be on the lookout for? I think further explanations of this and why it's important. What is your second question? Can I pocket that recipe into like my my boot? You sure can. <laughs> uh, second question is who or what is the biggest threat in the villa right now? Huh. I'm going to give you an honest answer to this question, Gus. Okay. <laughs> you feel like you have a pretty accurate estimation of Zephyr's abilities. And you think that you are the most dangerous person in the estate. Okay. <laughs> it could be Fumi, it could be Lynn. But based on your experience and battle weatheredness, you think it's probably you. Emotional unstableness <laughs> is definitely a moment a of insight. Yeah, into how, yeah, into what you're capable of. <laughs> um, I I think Amuk, after finding the the recipe, 
is going to like ice bend a puck probably about a foot foot across like a one foot like, like a square not a puck so a foot by a foot square of ice and just leave it on Zephyr's chair so eventually it'll melt and when he sits down he sits on, down on a wet chair <laughs> <laughs> ever the prankster uh, we cut to an attendant hastily bringing flavored water to Zephyr Skydancer uh, and interrupting the interview because if he asked for it, it has to be more important than the interview. The, the water you asked for, sir. I didn't ask for anything. Get out of here. And Lin and Fumi, you see the uh, attendant just turn around and this seems to not phase them at all. It's as if Zephyr is always this way. Thought it was over for us. Okay, great. Now remind me, and forgive me, as we as we've cut back to you. What was the last thing that happened in your interview? I had asked to meet the librarian and then rolled a five on pushing my luck. That's right. That's what? right. I knew we had something to resolve here. <laughs> oh my. Well, let us resolve that. A five on basic moves. Push your luck. It's a risky situation. So I just essentially have to give you a consequence. I think this is where, despite continuing to be deceived, Zephyr's wits get a little sharper. He just contorts his face for a moment as he contemplates your question and says, I really can't just go around introducing uh, folks to each other. You understand I have to be a sort of curator of my network and respect their boundaries. So I can't, unfortunately, just bring every famous person I know to introduce to other, every other famous person and so on. It's, it's quite... Uh, Mm -hmm. presumptuous of me to cash in all those favors in that way um, so I of hope course. you'll forgive me was there any final question uh, I'm starting to feel thirsty for that flavored water I just rejected oh um hmm I'm kind of wondering let's say that like you you had the whole mask thing, and you said you love masks, right? Yes. What What happens if at one of these, like, fancy mask balls, you take your mask off? Parshu <laughs> <laughs> just wants to know what would happen to Moshi and Karu. <laughs> oh. The best part is that he has not said yet that they are mask balls he goes to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that's see, good. Trap him. That, 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 that's perfect. This is a fun way to try to figure out what to do with the quote. They are deceived for some time bit from your earlier 10 plus role. You know, like I, you, you've pushed yourself. You've yeah. paid the fatigue for this benefit. I don't want to take it from you, even though that question is so pointed. <laughs> I'm not trying to find out about Ikaru instead of him, though. Yeah. So thank you for letting me know your goal. <laughs> well... Should I make you roll for this separately? 
I think you should still enjoy the benefits of your previous strong result here. So, I suppose uh, that if you were at a masquerade, and I, you're correct, I don't know how you knew that, but I, I do attend masquerades. Uh, I suppose that if one's mask was removed, uh, well, that would spoil a bit of the fun, wouldn't it? And uh, depending on the sort of circles you run in, it might have dire consequences. His expression dire. just looks a little lost now. And then he shakes his head and looks over at his assistant and says, maybe ditch that part too. And, and please don't write that down, Fumi. I, uh, you've, it's a bit of an odd day, I guess. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sure your I, questions are fine. Huh? Maybe I'm out of it a bit. Where is that water? And he snaps and calls out for an attendant. <laughs> well, does that does that wrap it up? Can I just ask one last question? On on the record or off the record, Lynn? Oh, on the record. Is there anything your fans can look forward to in the coming weeks or months? Certainly the return of some of those relics. Oh, Particularly yeah. Oppa's saddle. I've got my best people on it, and of course, I'm on it. Other than that, um, a new book is coming out in three months. Oh. Any details we can share about that? Well, the title is still to be decided, uh, but I won't deny my fans and readers everything. Let's just say, as a teaser, uh, that it's got a little bit of a snippet about my journey and, uh, you know, the things I've been through that made me who I am today. I can't wait to read it. I'm sure you can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a lot of other things to get to today. I'm sure you understand. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah uh, we do. The, uh, totally. My team will see you out. And Zephyr Thank you again. stands up, he gives a bow, uh, a bit gratuitous in its execution. And uh, he starts to head into his estate. Let's cut. Um, oh, sorry. Did you want to say something or do something? Lynn shoots a look to Fumi like, is this when we... Let's... Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. Ruby just like shook her head like, no, not happening. Lynn took the hint. In my mind, I'm just picturing Lynn holding like a big boulder right above him as he's walking. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, huh? Now? Is this, drop is it? this the time? <laughs> we cut to Amook. Amook, you have just pranked the chair of. Zephyr Sky Dancer, you have a crumpled recipe in hand. You've rummaged through a desk. I don't know what effort you've gone through to make sure that it looks like you didn't rummage through the desk. Any details there? Mm, no. This, um, I think I think for fiction, Amuk is going to leave it sloppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants he wants him to know somebody has been there because. It's just another test just to see how he reacts to it. Okay. 
Um, yeah, Amuk, as you, right. yeah, as you look through the office door, you you notice that the attendants and and security are back in their normal positions. Um, so you have to figure out a way out of here, and you hear steps as Zephyr greets one of them. Which one are you again? Ah, uh, do, doesn't matter. I won't remember. And uh, you just hear him coming down the hallway. What do you do? Or a window or anything in this in the study? There is. It is a large skylight, letting lots of natural sunlight in from the top down. Hmm. How modern is his house? Ooh. Or is it his 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 villa? I should say, technically. Yeah. To give me a little more teeth to that, because I'm trying to picture like uh, the implications of it being more or less modern. <laughs> <laughs> Is there central heating and indoor plumbing? Ooh, I mean, all the amenities that could be afforded to someone with Zephyr's wallet are there. Um, and yeah, we're in, we're in the era of of that type of tech. So yeah, there's yeah, yeah there's all sorts of things. There's heat. There's yeah. Um, all right, perfect. I think I'm gonna definitely have to roll for this. But hearing him come in and want him being like, I want him to know somebody was here going through his things. Moose can just start trying to pull as much water out of the walls and underneath from the floor from all of the pipes to make a fire to get him up and out through the skylight oh wow and just water damage everything <laughs> I mean yeah if you're yoinking water from all the places that it could possibly be in, in this uh, estate um, let's let's see a push your luck to get enough water and quickly <laughs> and muster the force to launch your body through this window <laughs> Oh my god. That's a ten. That's a five and a five. Okay. Okay. Push your luck. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't wait, what's the the stat for push your luck? Yeah, it's passion. Uh, passion. Passion? Oh, twelve. Oh, that's right, that's your strong suit. On ten plus, uh, yeah. your boldness pays off despite the cost. The GM tells you what other lucky opportunity uh, falls into your lap. Uh, so with always with push your luck when you ptl there must be a cost but in this case there's also a surprise benefit let's see what surprise benefit to give you for this as the war as the wall tears down we see papa saddle that would be crazy <laughs> the plot thickens he had it the whole time <laughs> oh yeah, um, you pull and pull and pull, and you hear the wrenching of pipes as you try to muster enough water to create this spiral beneath you. Um, the cost of this is, I think, somewhat obvious which is that you start hearing yelling and panic as attendants and security are just scrambling and running back and forth in the halls. 
Um, you just hear footsteps and, and commotion throughout the estate as people try to figure out what's going on to all of these things. Um, and you've pulled water from, I think, several directions. And you see Zephyr, who was approaching your room, um, step into the doorway as water comes out of his cup. He had gone to get some flavored water and it just gets sucked out of his cup and he just looks absolutely bewildered as he looks up at you into the study. He does see your face, Amuk. So that is the greater cost oh. of this. You pull the spiral together and launch yourself. Uh, I'd love a description of what happens because, you know, I want to give you a chance to also perhaps adjust this slightly in reaction to him seeing you or whatever you like. Yeah. And then we can talk about the lucky opportunity. Um, okay. So as a is pulling all of the water out of the walls and the floor and the pipes that can creep and the, the spirals like all forming underneath his feet and kind of like a corkscrew going up. And I think as Zephyr sees him, a mook will kind of throw and curve ball and is going to yell and is going to like make direct eye contact with Zephyr, knowing that he saw he saw me already and just look him right in the eyes and say, the librarian sends her regard and just shoot up even more and leave and just <laughs> run out of there to let uh, Lynn and Fumi see me leave and then kind of just like signal to get <laughs> out runs away I tell yeah I thought we were gonna be a problem oh never mind wow that helps me a ton oh okay your lucky additional opportunity on this push your luck is that as you start running, you see a bewildered Zephyr with an empty cup stumble out of his house to just watch you mouth open, hanging, just like letting you leave. And you see him gesture to his security, raises a hand to just stop them from pursuing you. Nice choice of words, Amuksur. Zephyr will have plenty to think about today, I'm sure. Unless you decide to turn around and kill him, Fumi. You successfully leave without incident. Let us cut to Jing Min as you think of what to do next. Oh, God. You've been waiting so patiently, Danny. Shall we? I, shall we cut I, to the I, point I, where I you reach the circus? Seen. Or do you have other things to I, do? I'll, I'm, I'm down to. Um, I'm down to cut to wherever. I think Jingmin. Jingmin's plan up to this point was just to get to the circus. Yeah. Cool. So it's it's dusk. Um, as you approach the circus. Uh, you begin to hear the sounds. You said you hadn't been to a circus before, is that right? 
Uh, yes. Okay. Jingmen has never been to a circus. So this is quite an overwhelming sensory experience. As you approach this colossal striped series of tents, you are hit by this cacophony of laughter, jeering, the music of the, the pipa and the tsungi horn, and the occasional roar of fire-bending displays fills the air, each uh, time followed by a wave of applause from within one of these tents. Um, the exterior of um, this. Oh yeah, sure. Go ahead. I, I think I think like at some point, like maybe like a merchant who's like trying to give out some like like frozen flader, flavored ice snacks from the northern water tribe tries to like you know sell some to her and Jimmy turns around and goes ah! grabs him by the collar and holds up a fist <laughs> and goes who are you what do you want I was just trying to sell you a, a chili pop oh I'm so sorry for looking sorry. at you I, I don't want your chili pops I feel like I've committed a crime well just 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 go I, I will. So no, no chili pop then. Okay. Shaking. Um, this person turn. continues about the business. <laughs> Donna and Perla, you see them behind you, kind of lurking in the shadows at the edge of whatever the, the like the previous tents you've just passed. Just kind of take, mm. checking to make sure that you're okay. <laughs> um, she'll look over at Donna and Perla and sort of gesture. For them to follow her like in like this like like around the corner behind this tent where there aren't that many like people walking around okay yep both massive figures nod and follow you at a distance <laughs> yes. um once they get there with her she'll say all right um change of plans i think real quick before mm. did it Kumadi ever establish when uh, Jingong was supposed to be getting here? Hmm. No. No. All right. Just that his activity there has so been I... frequent. Hmm. All right. So then Jingmin will look at the the tallest tent the tent that's held up by the tallest pillar in the circus okay and she'll say all right change the plan i'm going to get up there all right i've already given you an uh i've already given you you know i guess i could explain how jingong looks in more detail he'll probably be in fire nation robes he has a long white beard white hair he looks like a fire, like a Fire Nation noble, right? Right. Just got it. Noble. Be on the lookout for a be on the lookout for a man who looks like an ex Fire Nation soldier who's still holding on to the loss during the Hundred Year War. Holding on to what? It's a very bitter man, huh? The hundred, the Hundred Year War. Oh. I thought you when the avatar was gone. Is he gonna have a bow and arrows, or or a knife, or is he a bender? He'll help. I mean, he's he's an archer. He's one of the Yuan, so probably, maybe I don't know. He's coming to a circus, though. I don't know if he'll bring. I don't even know why he comes here. 
but be on the lookout for an old man who's obviously bitter and obviously Fire Nation. Like that one, Perla says, and points over at someone matching your exact description, Jingmen. They're facing away from you, but it's unmistakable. This is the Yuyan Archer, your grandfather, Jing Gong. The tent that he stands before is not the tallest one, but it is the most lavish, red, gold trim. He seems to have a quick exchange with someone standing outside the tent and they gesture for him to step inside. He lifts up the canvas and it closes behind him. He's now out of sight. All right, second change of plans. We go in there, because that was him. Got it. Real quick though, I'll be right back. And then Jingman's going to try to sprint to the nearest face painter. Oh, that's fun. Okay, I don't think that's an assessed situation. You find a face painter. Okay. It is uh, a young girl, and she is scrambling to keep up with the demand. There's a long line. What do you do? How I much money? What? Oh, okay. <laughs> and just just trying to whip up each thing as it's asked for. How much money does Jingmin have left? Very little, if I recall correctly. Oh, yeah. Or, like, oh, was yeah. it who had all the Yuans? Yeah, it's, it's, I think Lin has the most Yuans now after winning that bet. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Xingmen, well, walking right next to the line, walks straight past every single one of them waiting in line and butt out the person who's next in line and hold up what little, what little Yuan she has, say, and she'll say, How much can this? Can this give me a face paint? Uh, just shy? Just shy! Oh. What, what, well... Jingmen will take out the pin, her Fire Nation pin, pin holding up her hair, and throw that in there. The only significance of being, you know, a family pin. But besides that, <laughs> nothing much more. And she'll say, well, that be enough more. Does it look nice, Danny? Um, I think it is like, like a golden pin. Being that she could, does come from a pretty wealthy, like, noble family in the Fire Nation. Yeah, and I'm just making sure that I had this right in my head. You were, you were directing your questions to the, the painter themselves, right? Yeah, okay. she w skipped everyone in line, <laughs> and <laughs> she nervously looks at you and the angry people who are now cut off behind you, and says, "Yeah, I, I think that'll that'll do. We can always pawn stuff. You you do have to wait at the back, though." At this point, Jingmen will turn around and look at everyone behind her, and then she'll just sort of like put her hand behind her, start feeling at some of the arrows in her quiver, 
and just start growling uh, what would you like at the people behind her. What would you like for your face painting? We don't want any trouble here. I just watch you. Make me a raccoon. Well, that makes sense. Jingmin's <laughs> <laughs> just like, I am complete. <laughs> uh, okay, then. Just a raccoon, not a raccoon bear or a raccoon lizard or... Just a raccoon. Okay. It, uh, it appears on your face in no time, Jingmin. Do you, now, what is your aim? Is your aim to be disguised? Yes. I think between now her hair now being down, first of all, for the first time we've seen her, her, her hair being down. Yeah. Um, And the face paint, I think Jingmin's hoping that this will be enough to hopefully make sure that Gong doesn't recognize her in a crowd. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It seems convincing, but um, in a few moments, you have a raccoon face once again. I'm I'm so, I'm so happy right now. All right. Okay. Thank and you. then yeah, I, and then after that, thank you so much. I'll I will come back oh, and give you more money. Please don't. Nope, that's yeah, fine. In an hour or in years, I will repay you. Thank you so much. Years, please. And she'll start sprinting away, dust kicking up behind her. She'll sprint back to Perla and Donna. Seeing man, as you as you leave, uh, you nearly bump into what looks like um, a circus ringmaster, decorated in red velvet, just lavish clothes, gold trim. Uh, a middle-aged man. Who looks just a little bit like someone you know. Lynn Encloth. And uh, they just kind of look at you with a confused expression as you, your raccoon self brushes by them. And they put a hand on the face painter uh, who is trying to keep up with this long line. And just says, you know, you're not, uh, I mean, you're doing all right, but you're not, I know, I'm not Lynn Oh, man. <laughs> and you overhear this as you rush back to the tent that your grandfather has stepped in. Oh, at this point, at this point, Jingmin is sprinting back to the tent, but her head is fully turned around, just staring at this ringmaster <laughs> as she's sprinting towards the tent. So she's not even looking where she's running at this point. She's just like, it's almost like she's an owl. Her head's completely turned around. <laughs> she's just... The, the ringmaster gives a, a wave to the folks in the line and says, show's going to start soon, folks. Stop. That made me emotional. <laughs> it was so good. Jingmin, you approach the tent now disguised. But you'll have to get past the attendant and into the canvas if you're going to get in there directly. Or if you have other ideas. I'm open to it, but what what do you do? Um, so this is like a tent. Indeed, it is like a <laughs> so tent. So this is a tent, Steve. It is. Um, first of all, she'll 
ask Pearl and Donna. She'll say, do you think you guys have any trouble getting inside? Like, like stealthy like? Or like big bang <laughs> boom boom like? No, I'm really just walking inside and joining the crowd. That tent? And they point at the one your grandpa went into. Yeah. That looks like the ringmaster tent, buddy. Don't think there's a crowd yeah, in there. I know these things. That looks like the crowd tent. And they point at the largest tent that you had initially looked at scaling. And at that moment, there's just another eruption yeah. of applause inside of it. All right. So here's the plan. I want you guys to position yourselves on either side of the ringmaster's tent, whatever that means. Okay. Um, and I'm going to find my way in there. And if you either hear me scream or anyone else scream, which is more likely, it's more likely you're going to hear some random, like, adult scream in pain. Mm. Like, you ever heard someone get shot by an arrow and they scream? Yeah, uh, he Shang Ling did. Yeah, that's most likely what they'll sound like. Okay, got so it. So just be on the lookout for that sound. Either way, if you hear anyone screaming or a struggle, it doesn't mind. They're not might not be screaming. You know, I might hit them in the throat. They can't scream if I hit them in the throat. And so you'll scream, right? I'll scream. I'll say throat. Okay. And then, either way, if you hear something, just barge in. Yeah. Got it. It's a tent. Maybe did you bring any weapons or are you? You bring yourselves. I feel like you can consider yourselves weapons at this point. You're very large people. Oh, we brought weapons. And they all just lift up their fists, both of them. I like that so much. You, you don't understand. All right. They get into position. So if you, yeah. And then Xing Men will do what she knows how to do best. And she'll try to get to a, a point in this tent, the ringmaster's tent, where there's not many people watching. Mm -hmm. Like she'll circle it until she gets to like that point. And then she'll start try to scale the tent. Rely on your skills and training, Jingmen. All right. Yeah, probably um by shooting an, a roped arrow into the middle pillar and just using that to try to scale this tent. That makes sense. I am relying. Focus. Oh, that is a five on the dice. Mm. Plus two focus so a, or a seven. Huh? Just barely hits okay for the first time in what feels like months i have no conditions marked oh wow so, okay just yeah so. straight seven let's see you do it imperfectly how might this lead to unexpected consequences hmm let's ask our players what we think could go wrong Oh, any ideas? T taking a taking a little bite from trophy, I see. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I mean, it's not like there's a real backstage to a circus, you know. There's people who work there around everywhere. That's true. Whose side are you on, Jinkies? <laughs> the circuses. <laughs> where my loyalty it's lies loyalty. I fear yeah. oh no yeah and tints are also very thin mm. <gasps> and you know what happens in circuses what happens in circuses 
dangerous stunts in the middle of the ring where someone was climbing. We were doing jar- shark jumping. It's not my fault. It was... <laughs> this? You're watching men get eaten by a shark is what you're saying? I just think <laughs> it's the funniest thing I could think of at a moment's notice. <laughs> uh, I like taking a bit of inspiration from both of these suggestions from my table. So, Jingmin, the arrow secures itself. There's no issue with that. But as you scale and climb the rope that connects to your arrow, two things happen. First, as you get higher up, you realize how exposed you are. It's conspicuous. (laughs) And you see uh, a bunch of circus folks who are waiting behind the main tent, some of them perhaps to go on soon for their act. And one of them is sitting on a flying bison and just cocks their head curiously as they see you scaling the exterior of the ringmaster's tent. And they pat the bison and it starts walking towards you. And at that moment, when you're about halfway up, um, there's a seam in the tent and you fall through it. No. Now dangling from this rope above the folks inside the tent. They do not yet notice you. Oh, my God. So you're just, you're just hanging there. You know that there's been a witness on the outside. And you can now see that the tent is, is nearly empty as far as people are concerned. But you see a woman standing there also with a similar likeness to linen cloth dressed in a matching red velvet and gold ringmaster's outfit. And she is talking to your grandfather. (gasps) Oh, what do they say before we end for the evening? Jingmin, you you see the front of your grandfather. Uh, You saw the back before, but you're just struck that he has not changed at all since you parted ways. Still, evil doesn't change. Indeed. (laughs) And you also notice that he is carrying one of his old bows. Not the one he gifted you when you were very young, but he is equipped with bow and arrow and you hear him uh, you hear the ringmaster say darling we've been grateful for your patronage a real game changer for our business I mean just look at these and she she touches the like frilly gold hanging down from her shoulder pads (laughs) it's positively exquisite (laughs) And the freaks have agreed never to look into your tent. Not a peep. Danny, I've just totally unilaterally made decisions about um, Lynn's parents' voices. (laughs) (laughs) But for some reason, I feel compelled to ask you what your grandfather sounds like. Um, think Uncle Iroh, but he smokes a lot more cigarettes. Oh my god. (laughs) 
I can't <laughs> wait to hear Steve says this one. <laughs> we will continue to provide what you have asked for. <clears throat> Perfect. <laughs> continue to keep up your end of the deal. Of course, darling, of course. There's been not a hit yet, I assure you. We just want some more of that nod and smile stuff you give us, and we will continue to enjoy the benefits uh, for the experiences in our shows. You would, you should see. Have you been in our shows? You should see how many you ones they throw when we say so. And we will cut. I think that's a good place to end for tonight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, uh, then. Uh, well, I guess now we know where the cabbage powder is going. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Um, I like where this is going. And Zephyr Skydancer is somehow too. alive still. You know, he almost wasn't. Sometimes the really hateable ones, they just somehow really last a long time. He has no idea how close he was to death. No, he does not. He has no idea how close to living a Sisyphus <laughs> fantasy he was, okay? <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Relics of the New Republic is an Avatar Legends actual play podcast produced by Dustfire Media. As an independent production, your support helps us to continue putting out content like this. We'd like to thank our White Lotus Agent patron members like Makura. If you're interested in supporting Dustfire Media, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash dustfiremedia, where you can access exclusive content including The Forge, our Patreon exclusive show. Dustfire Media seeks to remain family-friendly, but this is an improv storytelling game, and the players may briefly depict scenes with more mature story elements. Till next week, seek harmony. <laughs>